for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Ten o'clock hour, open home hour. Open it up to anything you want to talk about, your home, castle, or cabin. Before we get to our first call, we've got Bob lined up in Chandler, Rick and Mesa, and you at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Take a moment to recognize our Tucson contractor referral network. We we worked very hard to build it out statewide. There are openings. We're looking for a good flooring contractor for the Tucson area. But we don't add anybody that doesn't go through a screening process, which takes a long time. It can take up to three months. We work very hard to screen and uh, make sure whoever is on our network is the best of the best. We'll be in business five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. If it's not somebody we think we're going to have a, a lifetime partnership with, we don't add them to the network. So it's a very slow-growing process, but we do pride ourselves that it is the best contractors you can find in the state. And in Tucson, you've got Arizona Daily Star has the Reader's Choice Award, where readers of the Daily Star, which we have a Sunday question and answer column in, can vote on businesses. And one of the categories is contractor services. And we've got a number of our partners that are all finalists in the Reader's Choice Award, West Coast Roofing, Joel Kahn Realty, Connecticut, New Frontier Painting, Overhead Door of Tucson in Southern Arizona, Rebath of Tucson, Omnipool Builders and Design, and Ramjack of Arizona. The winners will be announced August 29th at the Reader's Choice Award ceremony program. Well, yeah, it's uh, a it's a nice banquet. Banquet. There's the word uh, I'm looking for. Thank you. <laughs> it's they do a nice job. Of, it always tickles me when I get together with partners or I meet a homeowner and the partners will tell me, "Rosie, when we go to these people's houses, we'll see refrigerator magnets of six or seven Rosie partners." Or the homeowner will say, "No one's allowed on this property that isn't Rosie certified." And that's just very humbling. But that's that's the standard we're working to to provide every neighborhood in Arizona with that blanket of security safe coverage with Rosie on the house service providers. And speaking of security, this isn't fake news. You read the title and you think it is, but it's not. Uh, a, a new one. A toilet explodes after lightning strikes. Locally? <laughs> Florida. Okay. <laughs> but we get about the same amount of lightning strikes per year as Florida does. Yeah, I think Florida's number one, and we're like number three, three or, or four, four or something, something like, like that. that. It's a bunch. It's a home with a septic tank, and the buildup of methane gas from the lightning hit ignited <laughs> the methane gas and blew the toilet to smithereens. <laughs> Thankfully, no one was on the throne at Ker- the time of the boom. lightning strike, but it completely demolished the bathroom so that was one element of security and and story i hadn't heard before about what to be aware of if you've got lightning in a septic tank uh (laughs) i don't know what i don't know what you do in that case it had to have hit the the vent pipe on the roof that's so cool that looked like lightning in a septic tank that's the new catchphrase that just developed man oh man 
Wow. <laughs> That's a rude awakening. <laughs> a rude awakening. <laughs> and uh, public service announcement, uh, this is in the Green Valley News, where we've got our Wednesday's article, uh, Beware of Fake Utility Companies. There's a scam hitting that area pretty hard where they call uh, homeowners and they target retirement communities, which we do have a great retirement development in Green Valley, where they call them and they're threatened that you know your payment didn't get processed for your utility bill and you can pay now uh, and we won't shut off your utilities and they will do it going into the weekend so that you know they're panicked that you know like if, if, I, if I'm going to be with power all weekend and you know a lot of times the elderly they have medical equipment that they need power supply to operate and they force a lot of people into, into thinking that if they don't pay this utility bill now that they really don't owe, um, and they've got a whole line about how you do it with a gift card and a credit card number or a routing number on a check, and, you know, it's very, very well-polished presentation, but your utility company won't do that. And they even passed a law here in Arizona preventing people from shutting off, utility companies from shutting off power to a home between May and October, I think. So... Hello. You don't need a law for that. You just need a little publicity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad publicity. So Bad don't, publicity. Don't fall for it if you get that call. But now, I, you know, that scam of the, of the faux utility company moving through the Green Valley area, in the retirement community areas, another thing some of these marketing companies do is they invite you to a dinner to look at their product. And folks, I've seen legitimate products marketed that way, but nine times out of ten, if they're inviting you to a dinner to teach you about their product, they've got the eye-to-eye contact they need to put some pretty sophisticated sales techniques in place, not unlike the free vacation for the timeshare locations, and they end up signing people up for things. And a perfect example for this is a man in Green Valley called, I believe it was the end of or beginning of last summer, and he said, this energy company invited us to dinner. They had a paint. They wanted to paint the inside of my ceilings with, the inside ceilings of my house, that they said was going to save me 10% of my electric bill. So I'm... My my skeptic alarm is going off. What price did they give you for painting the interior ceilings of your house? Thirteen thousand mm. dollars. And it was an eighteen hundred square foot home. So well, I said, I mean, Well, what's your payback on that? And most and a lot of people aren't even looking for payback. They just want to beat the man. Mm-hmm. They just want to beat the energy company somehow. So there's a lot better ways to do it. And we'll be talking about super cooling later in the hour. But if you're being invited to dinner to look a product over, just wear your skeptic armor coat. 
Go skeptic, and before you buy anything, call me. And it's too easy not to run the numbers on something like that. If you're in an 1,800-square-foot home, you can estimate your average monthly bill over the course of a year would be about $180. You divide that into 13000 the cost of it, and that's 72 so you get 72 months. Well, if you're saving only 10% of that, then add that on there. Your, your return on investment is longer than most of our lifetimes at that that's point. That's right. It's in the next <laughs> lifetime. Why don't we take a couple calls before if we have works. to go to break? I don't even think that product would yeah, work. Yeah, if it works. Yeah, <laughs> if it works. <laughs> That's a big if. Going to Chandler and bringing Bob into the conversation. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing today? Really good. Good, good. And yourself? Not too bad, except for having to replace sprinkler lines today. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, my question is, uh, last March we installed... Uh, solar system on our house okay and we're on srp okay and we were on the average budgeting so our average bill up until this uh we just got notified uh last week that our new bill in september would be down to 75 it'd been running 144 okay for this last year my question my wife is want to know is how should we best go about supercooling with the solar system? Well, you know, you're getting most of your electricity during on-peak. So it takes an analysis of how many photovoltaic cells you've got, how much power is being generated. Most people get solar and they make the mistake of thinking, my electricity's free now. And they turn the temperature down to 72 degrees and leave it there. And, and they get slapped really, really hard because the on-peak is generally at or about or after sundown. And so if you're asking your air conditioner to keep it at that temperature after the photovoltaic cells are feeding your house the juice it needs, you're hitting peak demand loads that are just clipping you horribly. So, but... You must be doing something right. Uh, and, and usually if you go the budget pay program, it takes about a year of having the system on for them to reassess it. You're going from 140 to 70 bucks. Man, I, how much lower you can? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're, you're doing great. Um, we work for the Diamondbacks, so we're in and out of the house. Uh, for long periods of time from afternoon. And what we've been doing is super cool in the house till um, now the peak is at 2 o'clock. So we cool everything down till 2 o'clock. And we shut everything down until 9.30 when we get done with the baseball game and head back home. We're running, we've been running our temperatures uh, in the house 79, 78, 79 degrees most of the time. And then we kick it up when we're gone. Uh, it's allowed to go up to 84. And and it's how big a house? Uh, we're at 2170. Okay. Feet. And how old is the house? Uh, let's see. 2002. Okay. So, and is there is it dual energy or all electric? Uh, it's all. Well, no, it's dual energy. We've got gas heat. Oh boy! Oh, oh boy! Okay. That's why your bill's so low. Um, and does it have a swimming pool? 
No, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Okay. I'm, well, I'm trying not to. Well, you're 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 burn you're burning up eighteen hundred to twenty one hundred kilowatt, you know, uh, a month, and you're going down to seventy bucks. I mean, you're you're well under our ten cent. Uh, you're you're a nickel a kilowatt or less. You're you're doing great, Bob. There's hardly anything you're going to be able to do to do much better than that. Okay. Okay, man. That sounds that sounds like a plan. Thank you, Rosie. All right, go D-backs. Speaking of the Diamondbacks, time for our weekly listener appreciation. We have San Francisco Giants versus the Arizona Diamondbacks, Friday, August 16th, first pitch at 6.40 p.m. And here's the best part about these. It comes with a parking pass, uh, which is makes all the difference in the world downtown, being able to park and walk the skyline right into the stadium. Text uh, to 411-923, the question in our weekly email newsletter, what is the topic of the month for August. It's in our home maintenance calendar. You can look at August and see it right there on the first page, the bold word. Pretty easy. We just spent an hour talking about it. <laughs> yeah, text what? to 411923, and we'll pick a random right winner at the end of this programming seconds. Programming segment. This is Game 57, San Francisco Giants versus Arizona Diamondbacks, Friday, August 16th. Very good. You know what our handyman tip of the week we talk about looking through whatever area you're using as your study area Uh, maybe it's your little home office area it was the area i was talking about earlier about making sure it's good and secure Uh, one of the one of the things i mean romy um when you when you want to go into a space and get the most amount of work done and create the best environment to concentrate on a particular task at, at hand. Have you thought through, on a personal level, what you like in that room? In my own home? Yeah. I don't think I've had the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, I think your home space had a crib moved in it. <laughs> but, you know, at, at my office or at the study area at home, you know, one of the things I know I want... Um, I want I want family pictures. I, I want to see things that I can just take little refreshing breaks from the task at hand. You know, if I'm diving down into budgets and numbers and, and all of that, I like to be able to just sit back. And I love the digital scrolling picture frames. Uh, and I've got, I've got one digital scrolling frame almost for every child that I have. So each family has a different frame. And I can just watch those flip and flip and flip. And uh, that's really helped me getting back into real steady time of getting things done. And you, you just have to think about what, what do you want to surround yourself with in that personal study that's not going to be so distracting. Uh, it's going to keep you from getting work done, but that allows you little mini breaks. And the other thing I like is lots and lots of natural light. I, li- I like the light just pouring in from all directions. So a lot of people have an internal 
bedroom picked up as that space. And they have a hard time sometimes getting as much light as they'd like to because it's only at the, you know, the window on the outside wall. But solar tubes and skylights are a great way to bring light in. And I know a lot of people who are nervous or leery about skylights because they think, well, that's just one more hole in my roof that has a possible potential of someday leaking. But I can tell you, a skylight put incorrectly is about as leak-proof as anything you can get. And it may have been the case 40 years ago when we started bringing skylights in and installing more and more. We had we had a little bit of a learning curve to go through, and there were some leak problems with some of them. But installed correctly now, a skylight doesn't offer any more increased opportunity for your roof to leak than if it didn't have a skylight at all. So don't be afraid of skylights. So there's just a couple of the few tips about creating your own work environment, and we'll get back to a few more. Uh, we've got Rick on the line who uh, also has another question about his electric bill. one 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you as we take a call. It's a perfect opportunity to get on the line if you've got a question on your home, castle, or cabin. Good morning, Rick. Yes, Rosie. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Yeah, uh, I listen to your program uh, every Saturday, and I know you're, uh, you heard about this over and over. You're big on Super Cool. Yeah. But anyway, um, I live in a 1,600 square feet manufacturer homes, uh, and I just got my bill from SRP uh, stating that because um, I pay 123 on a budget plan every month, okay. and I just got a, a, a bill. Okay, hold on. Next three months. Hold on, Rick. You brought up a couple uh-huh. things: manufactured home SRP that uh-huh. I want to go to in a little bit more detail. Um, uh-huh. What vintage modular home is it? How how old is it? It's going to be thirty years old. Okay. All right. And is it dual energy? Well, yes. Uh, I have uh, I have dual pane windows. I got. Sh- uh, shade screens i got blinds so you've done a new air conditioning unit you've done some upgrading Uh, from the original home then it was basically almost when i moved in okay uh, i did some upgrading okay and then my roof is painted with the uh that coat white coat on there yeah okay Uh, then i got ceiling fans um do you have anyway do you have gas go ahead does it do any of your appliances electric okay Hang tight. We'll continue the conversation after bottom of the hour news. We can do a lot, but we can't stop the clock. We'll be back with Rick and Mesa and your questions, along with our weekly home maintenance how-to right here at Rosie on the House. The open hour here at Rosie on the House. We've gotten on to the topic of super cooling like we generally do this time of year a bit. Y'all stay tuned because we've got a particular listener, an Arizona homeowner, who actually sent us empirical data on how much money he's saving from super cooling. So if you're listening to the show and can get to your computer, we'd like to actually guide you along and show you in, in a proof of what I've been trying to explain to y'all in Word. 
Now, we've got Rick on the line calling from Mesa in a 30-year-old modular home, 1,300 square feet. And I'm sorry, Rick, you told me the budget pay on that was about 130 a month? Uh, it's uh, 1,600 square feet, and the budget pay is $123 a month. Okay. And uh, they send me a bill saying your new budget bill in amount is $69, beginning with your August bill until October. So the next three months, my bill is going to be $69 a month on a 1,600-square-feet modular home. Now, how long have you been on the modular, on the, on the uh, budget plan? Uh, two years, my friend. Okay. And you haven't done anything significant to increase the efficiency of the house, or have you gone to the supercooling method and tried to offset your time of consumption? No, sir. I keep it okay. uh, 78 degrees all the time. And are you on a time of day plan or are you on the standard plan? You just pay the same kilowatt price no matter what time of day you're buying it. Yes, sir. You're okay. right there. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'm guessing that uh, if you're at 78, what do you set it in the winter for electric heating? I'm guessing you probably don't heat the house very much at all, do you? No, we don't. We, yeah. don't. we don't heat it much. So if you weren't on the budget pay, your winter bills would would be next to nothing. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they're beginning to show you in the reduction of this bill is to get you to be paying the same amount every month. They have to start accounting for the fact that your bills are so low in the winter. And the fact that you're going down to 69 bucks. Uh, I mean, I'd be happy to talk with you offline. I'd need to get some personal information, and I'd have to get access to your SRP account, and I could do a full analysis on it for you. But I'm guessing you're not heating in the winter. Your bills are so low. You're now in your second year. They've been able to watch your consumption habits for now a year and a half before they offer you this reduced. I'd I'd just I'd get on that horse, and I'd ride it. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Uh, one more thing. Uh, yeah. One more thing on the super cool. If a person does super cool, and uh, they get it so cold, then the person has to be wearing a sweater or a jacket uh, while they're super cooling because it'd be so cold in there. We. It, it depends on what you consider cold. <laughs> uh, and we have this conversation at my house. Seventy-two is not cold. I don't. I'm sorry, <laughs> but my kids strongly disagree. It's at, when it's early in the morning they're getting up. We 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 use. Uh, at my own home, we use 68 degrees as the target temperature that we're going to take the house off peak. And then we tell the thermostat, don't come back on on peak until the house hits 78. So we have a 10 degrees split in there during the on peak period. So by the time the off peak clicks back on in the evening, yeah, we're generally up around 75 or 76, which to me is too hot. This is where an energy audit comes in handy, though. This is where energy yeah, audit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you have to be careful with modular homes. Now, a 30-year-old modular home was built pretty well. You get much older than that, and they really weren't built well enough to supercool because you lose all the supercooled thermal energy within the first hour, hour and a half of the on-peak afternoon high heat time. So you have to be careful in the modular home. Or you have to be careful in any home that's not insulated fairly well. You're doing a good job, Rick. That that number's that number's solid. I would I would stick right with it. 
So y'all stay tuned because we are going to bring in some data. Find yourself a computer. Go to rosieonthehouse.com. Go to the search engine and type in the word super cooling, all one word. And the number one result that comes up will be what we're going to get ready to cover in the last segment of this hour of the show. And it will show you in black and white how someone took our advice and cut their air conditioning bill in half. They cut, they cut their electric bill by a third. And here's the important thing. It didn't require them to buy any expensive piece of equipment. It just, you have to learn how to manipulate within. It's perfectly legal to do it. It's what the utility companies want gonna, you to learn how to do. And an uh, email I got from my utility provider, APS, they have alerts that you can sign up for that'll, and it depends on what rate you're on, but there's three different alert things that it can send you notifications. And the second one in there was about how to super cool. <laughs> yeah. And set up alerts to help you do this. Yeah, they, they've, they've caught on. I've, I've, had, I've had very high up executives in the utility company that serves my house tell me that if everyone did as well manipulating their power as I did, that they'd go broke. <laughs> the great majority of energy consumption customers are on the wrong plan. So I can't talk about supercooling without giving the man credit who deserves credit for developing it. It's Steve Kep at Advanced Home Systems. And he has a computer he can put on your house. And you don't have to do all the thinking. It does all the thinking for you. And we've seen homes where the unit has paid for itself in two or three years or less. There's actually an, there's actually an example of a man who put it on very soon after it came out 20 years ago and took the money he was saving every month and 100% paid himself back for the investment and funded his son's college education. And that was when education was a little bit more affordable. <laughs> the student debt has tripled in the last two years from average of 10000 to 30000 and the United States reached all time of one point five trillion during two thousand and student loan debt in the first quarter of twenty nineteen alone, and I actually pulled that um, as part of our weekly to do that talks on quiet space because if you're paying that much for an education, you better get a good place to study so you're getting your dollars worth out of it. And our weekly to do is all about creating that quiet space to study so that uh, you can maximize your time. I don't know. I meant to look up the numbers, but I didn't have time. I really wasn't all that curious. But there is a study that tells how many times people look at their phone in a given span of time. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. And there's no way that you can stay focused and do your study with your smartphone. You know, you've got to be have the discipline, put it away, walk away, and focus on what you're doing. So we've, we had some tips on getting to... Uh, that'll help you create your quiet space. Rosie talked earlier about lighting and how much natural light is critical for him and his place. You know, how your body posture is is a huge part of 
of your study. If, if you sit in a way that, uh, you know, you fold one leg underneath and five minutes later your foot's asleep and you got to stand up and you're tapping your foot or your poor posture, all these things can really affect your body's ability to stay focused and do your studying. So if you look at rosieonthehouse.com and our quick links, you'll see our quiet space link. That's our weekly to-do for this week as we're going back to school. And I said, we're in the beginning of August and people, I don't remember going back to school to almost September. Tinley's been at Wickenburg High School for over two weeks now. (laughs) But they're, they're down to a four day a week. They don't have school Fridays. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. A three day weekend every week. I thought, oh man, I'd have taken that all day long. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Of course they might load up on homework. So (laughs) they keep you busy for the uh, weekend as well. Oh, I didn't do that uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, You give me all I want. I wasn't, I didn't do it. (laughs) Homework. What's that? (laughs) I never, I never understood that. I'm like, I was already in class for a full hour. Why am I taking more home? You know, when you're homeschooled, you, you get your book, you do your hour, and you're done. You don't come back home later and do more. Hmm. I, I never got that. But yeah, I, but I went to <laughs> elementary school with Catholic nuns, and they had rulers. <laughs> so we better learn. That was back in the old days, of course. <laughs> you know, another thing about study areas is set little goals for your study. Uh, one of the things I learned very early on. Uh, actually was from a biography I read of Andrew Carnegie. And he was interviewed uh, by a man named Napoleon Hill. And he said, Mr. Carnegie, what what would you... Andrew Carnegie became one of the very richest men ever mm-hmm. in America. And uh, Napoleon Hill said, what, what would you attribute your success to? And he says, I start every day with a to-do list. I write down my to-do list. That's it. I would like to Pretty see simple tip. what his to-do list looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and what his to-do list when he was 20 co- looked like compared to his to-do list at 40 and at 60. <laughs> that that would be interesting information. Oh, boy. They've got uh, a little halted construction on the restoration of the Notre Dame Cathedral over fears of lead. That sphere that sat on the top was made with 250 tons of lead. And when it melted in the fire, it's created... Oh, boy. L- their, their lead testing. Uh-oh. What, what should be considered average for Paris is 5,000 micrograms per square meter. Is is your average that's, lead. That's your reference just, point. Yeah, no. The tests at the cathedral, one million micrograms per square meter. Oh, man. So, so the lead testing went through the roof in more ways than one. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. And you would mentioned something earlier about, you know, something wasn't right. You know, you had your little sensors going off that this information wasn't right. I don't know what this means, but I read these two articles and it just something tings me. I, I what what the, something's going on? I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but there was two different articles about two different major companies investing billion dollars in the residential market. I don't know what that means, but something just tells me something's going on. Uh, are we getting ready to see a big investment in the residential real estate? I mean, we're we're talking these two companies both independently raising billions of dollars to invest just in residential housing. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? 
Who can answer that question? uh, I don't know. (laughs) Take somebody. We'll have to call Harold over at uh, Galaxy Lending, see what he's got to say about that. Yeah, that would be a good call. So, all right, we've got our final segment coming up, and we're going to have our homeowner online. We've got thousands of examples of super cooling testimonials, but we don't always get somebody that has kept their utility bills and provided them to us and allowed us to post them online. So we've got another example that we've posted online at fromrosieonthehouse.com. Just type in super cooling to the search engine, all one word, super cooling, and click on that article and you'll get to see the example. And we'll talk to Michael in the next segment. Congratulations, Vincent, Tucson resident, listening on KNST, your weekly winner for our Diamondbacks tickets. We'll get those dropped into the mail on the way out and next Friday. We get to go watch Diamondbacks beat the Padres. Giants. I think it's Giants next Friday. I think you said Giants. You're right. We just creamed the Padres. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Four out of five. Nice. (laughs) Maybe that's why I was singing. I think it was it the Pirates. (laughs) Anyway. Go Diamondbacks. We're doing good. <laughs> it's the letter P. It could have been the Phillies, too. Yeah, as well. it could have been the Phillies. Go well, we Diamondbacks. We won. We I'm won. sorry. <laughs> All right. I want those of you who can to get to your computers, log on, get to rosieonthehouse.com. In the search engine, I want you to type in one word, super cooling. The number one link that will come up is to a uh, page that's talked about that talks about how to save money every summer by hashtag supercooling. And just in this past week or two, we got an email from a listener who said, okay, I gave it a try. Here's my testimony. So we're actually going to bring that homeowner into the conversation now. He's online. Mike, appreciate you being willing to share this uh, lesson learned uh, with all of our listeners. Uh, Thank you. Good morning, all. Thanks for having me. So first question, how long have you been in the home? Uh, 14 years, 15, uh, 15 years this month. And the square footage of the home? Uh, uh, 1900 Okay. And you are single energy or dual energy home? Single. All electric? All, no, I'm sorry, dual, electric and gas, my bad. Okay. What are you running uh, gas uh, essentially I'm running my, uh, stove, uh, hot water and my dryer. Okay. And your high summer bills in the past? Well, they've ranged. Well, I mean, in, in the past 15 years, I've had as high as about 500. Um, but recently this has been my lowest by far. And what did you change? So, so. I've been listening to you guys for the last four years on this whole super cooling. Um, and my biggest regret is that I didn't actually do it until about a year <laughs> later. So I've been doing this for about three years now. Okay. Um, and um, I first started in July, which is probably the worst time to start because everything's already hot. So you can't really get things cool down enough, but I just started getting into the habit of doing it. Good. Um, and then last year uh, I, it was actually an increase as I was still kind of messing around with the whole, different plans and whatnot. And then, um, and I thought I had it down up until, uh, you know, last year coming in around, uh, around July, cause I thought $300 wasn't 
200, uh, $300 wasn't too, too bad. Um, but I was, uh, I didn't get, I wasn't very disciplined on it. So, um, after the beginning of this year, uh, when APS announced they made their changes, then I started playing around with their analyzer and I don't know how accurate it was, but it said that I should maybe try the savers max choice. Yeah. Um, so I did that in, uh, in April and for, and for those yeah, of you ahead. that are online, if you scroll down on that super cooling page, this is homeowner example number two that we're talking about. So, so yeah, on the Savers Max Choice, um, and what I've learned over the years is that you kind of have to start early. So once the temperature outside starts to get above 73, 74, I start kicking on the AC. Okay. Um, uh, just to kind of keep things cool because I don't want to start warming up. And that's what I've been doing in May. Um, my, my thermostat got a little wonky in May, which is why my uh, bill was a little bit higher, but not too much higher than, and plus it was cooler. Um, and then July, I just, you know, just used a ton of more power and I've been pretty disciplined and, and I cut my actual electricity usage by half. Yeah. It's crazy. That, that's absolutely. And without spending any more money than what, a programmable thermostat? That's it. I mean, it didn't take radiant barrier. It didn't take <laughs> a ceramic exterior paint job. It didn't nope. take uh, uh, ridiculous amounts of insulation in your attic. It, it didn't take any of those things. It's just a programmable thermostat and the discipline to do it. And you, right. you, and you've that's actually that's figured out the programmable thermostat because you, you've taken supercooling to a third stage where you let it be a little bit warmer for your wife when she gets up in the morning. <laughs> right. Well, you, if she would have my head if I, you know, cut that 68 the whole time, but I would do it. I mean, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, the temperature does get a little hot between uh, three and eight, um, but only for that, the last 45 minutes does it start jumping in the 81 range. Yeah. But as soon as eight comes around, you kick on the AC within an hour, it's already five, six degrees cooler. Yeah. So, because everything else is cooler in the house. And that's a single air conditioner? Old one, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would see, you would even see an increased savings. But you're you're right there. You're doing it great. The extra third step uh, might be a way that we can start encouraging people who say, you know, that's too cold for me. Uh, maybe uh, we, we program this third step in there. But we start by telling people, take it as cool as you're comfortable and move it to as warm as you're comfortable. We're not asking you. I mean, I play with the extremes just so I can prove what can be done. And Mike played with some extremes and cut his bill. His total kilowatt usage last year was 2132 and it was $370. His total use went up by 200 and his bill went down to 180. You can see that on the super cooling page at rosieonthehouse.com. Consumption went up 10%. Financial savings went down 35%.